probably going to kick something because I'm a kicker. FYI. <laughs> I could go down so many avenues with that, but I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Nobody ever wants a cross from me because I'm like, kick, kick, kick. You play with both kick. people? No, I just like to kick them. I just like <laughs> me I don't, too. I don't want to play footsies with them. I don't that. like. I don't like people. I just want to kick them. I feel that kick on em. so many levels. Kick them. That's Becky why he probably does that at work. <laughs> That's why the octopus is my spirit animal because yes, they say he just punch. randomly hits fishes in the face no, for no em. fucking reason. Punch yeah, em. not even like hit them. Just like, uh, right That's my fucking face. jam, y'all. In the face. This is Jen. This is Becky. As Alicia. And this is too close to home. Welcome. We have a special guest today. It's my sister-in-law, who we previously referenced as the one who almost got roofied, but I saved her life. I almost got roofied. (laughs) (laughs) That's my claim to fame. That is literally, I was listening to the podcast uh, at work, and I heard my name, and I was like, that's me. I almost got roofied. (laughs) And then I was like, so brown. Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who do I want to tell listen to this? I'm not yeah. sure anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, nobody listens to this podcast anymore. only got worse. <laughs> that it night was y'all. amazing. <laughs> we ended up on the side of the highway taking a selfie with a cop. Oh, None of we us did. went to jail, though. No. We're okay. No, it was not our fault that we were it was my fault but and then i drunkenly bragged about how amazing i was for taking a picture of the guy and just fyi i lay awake at night sometimes and i'm like becky you're such a fucking idiot why did you sit there saying all that no i was Uh, we were all like she was like this motherfucker she She jumps out no she was like all like oh my god i was so worried about you and then this motherfucker she got all hood and then she's like i'm gonna take a picture of him and she did and thank god because he ran and then it was what we're referencing is on our way back home after a night out celebrating having fun having fun we were responsible and got an uber thank you and then then alicia needed to get sick so i I didn't need to it just happened it just happened so i paid for like the upper echelon uber yeah he probably wanted to make sure like it wasn't trashy you know and i got out of the front seat while alicia was Profusely vomiting. I was. That really is my fault. I said yeah. we had to have fireball shots at the end of the night. And it was, was her fault. So totally stupid. her fault. And she knows better. Um, if I can interject, uh, that the real fault was the fact that when we did the escape room and Alicia wanted a double, we were like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're starting the night out. Doubles. And she didn't understand that you can't continue with doubles the rest of the night. Yes, you, you can. start out strong and then pace. No pace. pace. No. When doubles. I told her, you know, my dad taught me a long time ago, Becky, when you're like. You know, on a night like that, you got to throw in a cup of water here and there. Like when you get to that feeling, you're feeling good, switch it up and have a water and then switch yeah. back to drinking. When he taught me that, my drink game was on point after that. <laughs> and I tried to tell Lisi that, but she thought she was balling out of my control dad with her not doubles. Tell and me that. Like, I got this, y'all. And I'm like, I don't know if you do got this. I did. I told totally At one point, we it. were singing uh, Friends in Low Places for some guy playing it acoustically on a porch while everybody was quietly enjoying it. <laughs> Except until we came in as a backup singer so that's we, right we pull over and she's throwing up and i and wasn't throwing my up. arm was I in was the car not feeling great right. she, was, she was ill 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 and my arm something i forward a whole foot because a man had rear-ended us in the he emergency lane yes and becky goes this motherfucker <laughs> gets out it's like click 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 and then <laughs> call the cops she gets it. They did eventually get the guy. They did the next morning. Yeah. But uh, we it was were too all, late. You know, they they actually were more torn up than I was. I could have died. She could have. Don't worry, guys. I didn't. 
not my ghost speaking from beyond the grave. She is. It would be awesome if it was. I know. He would be like so fucking. You know what? You'd probably haunt my house with that other dude that's there. Oh, we're gonna have to do that. Alicia's house is definitely haunted by one hundred percent. An event, and the kids do creepy shit. So we're gonna do like a. We should do it for Halloween, like a Halloween Ooh, night special. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, yes. Hope you owe me a coke. <laughs> yes. Our, my house, one hundred percent haunted because I live by the Killing Fields. Yes. Which I did. But don't give any spoiler alerts. Oh, sorry. Stories. We're sorry. gonna say no, that we are. We're gonna invest in some ghost hunting equipment yes. and then do an an adult sleepover there. She just yes. gave me this look like, excuse me. One hundred percent, my house is haunted. Mind your business, creative director. One hundred percent, my house is haunted. I so I'm side so told. FYI, Jimmy sits behind me, so I just say what I want, like he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I do the same. So one hundred percent, literally one time. So my sister, so Becky, used to live with us, and my I heard kids laughing, and I went upstairs. And nobody, all my kids were asleep. Everybody was asleep upstairs. But I heard laughing. And then I told Becky about it, like, later. And she was like, oh, my God, because we both have total crazy insomnia. And she told me the same thing. She's like, I've heard kids laughing up there and, like, people walking around. And everybody's asleep. Just saying. Haunted. Mm-mm. Indian burial ground somewhere around there. I don't know where. Somewhere. But it's they around. They moved the graves, but they didn't move the bodies. That's right. <laughs> That's my house. Anyway. So since we've digressed so much. Sorry. We'll get back on track here. Sorry. So Alicia <laughs> is going to tell our episode and story today. Yes. And depending on how good she does. <laughs> I might get well, to come back. She'll be a reoccurring. Maybe. Special guest. Yay. Okay. So I'm a little nervous. Just going to throw that we've out got, there. We've been chugging wine. Filling out. A little bit. Yes. So. I'm going to tell my story about Will. Actually, so I'm going to tell my too close to home story, which feeds into my main story. So when I was like 16 years old in 1996, I'm not that old, but that's when it was. Young at heart. Young at heart. Yeah. So young at heart. Young at heart. Um, Me and my best friend were walking around this park in Pasadena called Crenshaw Park. And they had just built it a couple of years ago, maybe. And this girl had disappeared. Her name was Laura Smither. She was like 12, and she lived in Friendswood, which is like maybe 10 minutes down the road from where we were. And we were walking around, and she had disappeared, and they were, you know, looking for her and all this stuff. And it was, it, like, we were 16, me and, me and my friend Crystal. And when she disappeared, it was kind of one of those things where you're like, I just... You know, you're, like, getting your independence because you have a driver's license and you think that you're, like, this big adult and all that stuff. And so we were walking around the park. It was probably, like, literally, like, 9.30 at night. It's dark outside and all that jazz. And um, it it wasn't a funny thing, but it was, like, what if they found her here? Because, like, this park is, like, well, well, back in the day. you do the same thing we all do is, like, what if? What if? Right. What if the head's in here? Right, what if it, exactly. What if it's right here. What if she's under our noses the whole time? Exactly. So we and we weren't laughing. Trust me, it was not a laughing matter. But it was it's more, more anxiety like, than like anything. It, it is. And so we were like, what if they like, what if she's here and they found her here, you know? And like literally, like the next week, they found her, like an eighth of a mile from where we were walking around this park, and it was like, oh did my. y'all say called it? 
No, it was more like, oh, fuck. I literally just spit on myself. Oh, it was, yeah, no, it was more like, oh, fuck. This could happen to us. Like, this chick, she was 12 and we were, like, 16. But, oh, my God. Like, they literally found her up the road. And there was another girl that disappeared right around the same time and just named Jessica. Let me stop for a minute. Oh, sorry. So, Jennifer's word is so. Mine is right. And apparently, Alicia's is already literally it is literally literally, literally. that's my word that's yes. where camilla gets it from yes <laughs> literally so, guys an eighth of a mile literally they it was there. No, literally it, was the next day. it literally was literally literally <laughs> it's okay we have our words that yeah. we i know now i've like repeatedly. got a complex every time i say and so god dang it one of my coworkers <laughs> says undoubtedly and oh. so we'll be in meetings At and he'll be original. like undoubtedly blah 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 and i'm like called it drink take a drink Take a drink. Take a We're drink. gonna get shit faced today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it was really like super creepy that they found her right up the road from us. My too close to home story is that that they found Laura Smithers, which she went like I said, she was twelve years old. She went out for a jog and she disappeared. Nobody knew where she was, and they found her. And what I remember when I was in high school, high school, excuse me, was they found her with like one shoe. And that was it. And then when I read, like, the newspaper articles and stuff to, like, research this, they didn't mention that. But I distinctly remember that. And it was super, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. whew. Um, and Proof now that jogging isn't that healthy for you, okay? That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's what we were out there doing, Jennifer. You come up with every bullshit reason you need. Yeah. <laughs> that's what You're we were. Right. I got you back. Girl. That's what we were doing <laughs> out there. That was the park, remember, you and me went to yeah. with my cousin. Yeah, that was that same park, like, right up the road. Whew, like, too close. Way too close to home. Some would say it's too close to home. Way too close <laughs> to home, girl. So I love the way you laugh just for a second. <laughs> She's like, ooh, no. So my uh, person that I'm talking about is William Lewis Reese. So he's actually from Oklahoma, not from Texas, because, you know, Oklahoma... Mm. nobody likes Oklahoma. Yeah, I lived there for seven years. Yeah, that's all so, I have to say about it. I'm like born and bred in Texas, and we don't like Oklahoma. Nor Dallas, because Dallas is like South Oklahoma. Oh, my God. You know how many comedy shows I've been to since I've been here, and they always ask, like, so what's the beef between you guys and uh, Dallas? And everyone exactly. goes, fuck Dallas. Exactly. I'm a cowboy fan. Ugh. Anyway, I still so love is her. JJ. But, yeah. That's right. I my mean, man's I still... the one that got me turned on to him. <laughs> I still love her, but I mean, she likes Dallas, so you know, Somebody. whatever. <laughs> anyway, so he was born in Oklahoma, and he had uh, twelve brothers and sisters. And his mom, uh, when he was younger, actually got divorced and remarried, and so he had all these like siblings. And um, whenever he was nineteen, he actually married. Can I say her name? Is that yeah. a thing? Okay, her name was Judy Fleming, and he married her in Anadarko, Oklahoma. And um, so he was in, kind of in and out of the social uh, network or social like social services network. Yeah, okay. Right. Something like that. So he was like raised by like kind of different people. There's actually not a lot of information about him that I could find when he was like younger. So there's a chick named Catherine Casey that wrote a book called Deliver Us. And it's really more about all of the killings that were on I-45 from like the 70s to this like 90-ish time frame and she's actually the only person that's ever 
had any correspondence with him that he's corresponded back with her. And so she's got a really good book that you can listen to on Amazon and buy and stuff like that. And it's really good. Anyway. Can I just say that I love that she said this chick wrote a book. Oh, yeah. sorry. This chick wrote a book. The author. This chick. This woman. This lady. I call everybody chicks or dudes or. Sorry. Because it's two chicks making a podcast. It does. Yeah. True. Sorry. True. Uh, yeah. So his first wife that he married, her name was Judy. And she said that he like seemed like a really nice guy. They were very young when they got married. They always do. I know. <laughs> I, exactly. When I was literally reading this and I was like, they always seem nice whenever they're young. But then there's a, and there's a dark no, side. Okay. I never thought that we could do anything. Exactly. That's 100% how. Like, every, bro, call it like it is. Yeah. He was weird as fuck. I used to watch him out my window. Exactly. And I finally said, fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so apparently whenever they got married, he told her that if she didn't marry him, he was going to kill himself. He was going to kill himself. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Not her, okay, but himself. Right. Still, that's yeah. a lot of pressure. It, it, yeah, exactly. You're like, do I marry this dude? I guess. So anyway. So he married her, and then they, they had actually had two kids, and they got divorced because he, she thought he was cheating on he She thought he was cheating on her. And they got back together for some reason. And then, well, that's when they had the two kids. They just couldn't live without Exactly. It. They, got, they had two kids, and then she got divorced from him again because he broke into her house, beat her up, and then put a knife to her throat and a shotgun to her head. And then she was like, all right, bro. This is this is a bit much. So we're just gonna we're gonna stop That's this it. right now. I found my line, and you crossed it. That's right. Yeah. So then, um, she divorced him after the two kids, a boy and a girl, and then he married somebody else. And then at that point, one of the women actually called her, and she was like, "Hey, bro, can you take this dude back? Because he's crazy." And she was like. The last time that we were together, he beat me to the point that, like, half my face was black and blue. And she was like, no. Nah, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> Not yeah. fam. You can have him. Yeah, exactly. So then he kind of, like, lived his life, you know, doing different things. He was a farrier for a while. If I don't know if y'all know what a farrier is. But a farrier is somebody that, like, shoes horses, like, puts oh. horseshoes oh, okay. on them. And like, and all what I was thinking. Oh, okay, yeah, no, a farrier. I thought you meant like furrier, like a furry. No, farrier, farrier. Oh, I thought like he drove a fairy. Or no, 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 he a farrier. So like he like helped like cleans horses and like the rock in the movie. <laughs> he like shoes them and uh, like cleans them and washes them and like does stuff for horses. You know. Oh yeah. So he dropped out of school in the ninth grade to do that to be a farrier, and. As I mean, everybody does that. Seems legit. Right. 100%. Exactly. That's what you did that back in, like, the, you know, 60s. <laughs> you were a farrier. Or 70s. Exactly. Well, that's they part of it. farrier Esquire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a farrier for a while. And so while he was working on some of the ranches, there was a, one of the guys was quoted as saying that he would, he witnessed him actually beating a horse with a two-by-four because it wouldn't hold still. Good damn. Yeah. Oh like, my. not cool. Because, I mean, they're horses. Clutch my pearls in case you guys can't see. Exactly. Like, clutched. when I read that, I was like, oh, what? A horse? No. No. That's and then bad. Yeah, and then he, like, apparently somebody else said that he created, like, a torture device for horses. Like, I don't know why you would hire somebody that had a torture device for horses, but okay. And, um, like, it's at least he just 
chicken and horses. He'll never cross over into humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was just <laughs> totally, I, like, totally. it made me cry. Okay. Like, I was literally reading it and I was like, not the horse. Like, no. <laughs> oh. But um, for a second there, I thought you said whores. Horses. Like, wow. What did those women do to you? Yeah. <laughs> horses. Horses. Sometimes my, so I'm from Texas. From Tejas. Tejas. From the South. So sometimes my accent is a little off. I apologize. I like it. I yeah, like sorry. It's I've been made fun of for the way that I talk, but it's the way it is. So anyway, um, and then he would like, so apparently some girl was uh, told one of the ranchers that he was working for that she had, that she was upset because he had told her that she had nice britches and it disturbed her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because they get on to me at school all the time because I'll tell a patient, like, do you have to pull your britches down? And then they're like, that he say pants? Not everybody knows what britches are. <laughs> we know what britches are in, the, in right? Texas. If they don't know what britches are, then they ain't cool. So That's I felt right. like I knew him on that level for a minute. <laughs> I do say britches. Yes. So you and him, high five. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yes, thank you. Oh, that's why I love you. How so, old was he at this time? Uh, he was in his twenties, I think, like twenty-ish. He always had a history of that. So apparently, he did. So like, well, McDonald triad. Yes, yes. So he, but so he would torture animals. But so there's not a whole, like I said, there's not a whole lot about him, kind of before right. all of this happened. But then, like, whenever they had his trial for another thing, we'll talk about in a little bit. Like, his stepmom and his stepsister, like, chimed in on some stuff. Like, his mom was abusive verbally and physically, and he tortured animals, and he... Um, serial killer soup. Yeah. Well, so, like, some of the stuff I was reading, they were talking about, like, oh, he's fits the profile of a serial killer. So, in 1986, actually, he became a truck driver. So, he kind of, like, did a couple of different things. He was, like, a pipe fitter, and then... He did a couple other things, and he was a truck driver. So whenever he was a truck driver, he actually assaulted. He was up in Oklahoma still. He hadn't made it down to Texas yet. He assaulted a University of Oklahoma freshman. And um, she was actually going to one of her classes. Uh, she was leaving work or leaving school, and she was an aerobics instructor. And so when she was driving down there, her car, her car stalled on I-35. Which I'm not 100 percent sure why 35 is, but I think it's like 45 kind of. Yeah. And um, she was stuck on the sides of the road, and there was like a fence separating her from the freeway to like a mall and a right. gas station where a payphone was, because this was like back in you know, back in the day in 1986 when there were no cell phones. I know it's hard to believe, but there was a time when that was a thing. <laughs> and um, so she was stalled over there, and there was a hotel and a mall that she could have called for help. Well, this trucker pulls along aside and was like, hey, do you need some help? So, of course, she's like, yeah, because this is, like, back in the well, 80s. When you know I do need help. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he pulls along, and she gets in his truck. That's what you did back in the day. And... um. <laughs> What's what you did? Like, I'm laughing because I keep looking at your out of control hand and looking at Jennifer. Sorry, I'm, 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 a hand, <laughs> I'm a hand mover. I I'm move my hand a lot. Probably. I'm gonna kick somebody and I'm gonna punch them in the face with my hand. 
So she gets in his truck thinking that he's going to drive her to a payphone. Instead. Baby, you move your hand as much as you need to. I, I, I do. I need to. I, I need to let it When fly. I'm telling the story, the hand is. That makes me crazy. Let me tell you. The hand tells you what's going on. So you know that it's getting serious. Like if. But yeah, like if my fingers are together or apart mm-hmm. or whatever. When the hand's together, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this girl, instead of taking her to a payphone, he takes her to an Albertsons. I don't know. Did y'all oh, have yeah, Albertsons yeah. where y'all oh, are yeah. from? Okay. So he takes her to an Albertsons and he pins her arms to a mattress that he has in his sleeper cab. Once he does that, he duct tapes her arms behind her back and shoves her into an orange sleeping bag. I don't know why it's orange. But it is. And then he drives off. And the next time that he pulls over, he forces her to give him oral sex. <laughs> I don't know. I feel weird saying that. <laughs> I know I'm allowed to, but I don't know. It just feels bad. She asked us if she could say oral sex. And I asked her, have you ever listened to her podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I have, but it still feels weird to say. So afterwards. It sounds clinical. In it a way. does. It sounds weird. Like when I was writing it, I was like, ooh, that sounds weird. So anyway, so afterwards, he told her how much he loved her and how they were going to live together in Houston and that he's been really lonely until he met her. Mm. Yeah. Really weird. That's not overwhelming at all. Not at all. So she's. That's when you just play along and you're like, you're right, baby. We are meant to be together in the stars. That's exactly what she did. That's what you do. Because apparently. So after researching this, apparently you're like stroke your ego and you're Mm -hmm. like, I got you. We're going to be lovers forever. Can I go use the bathroom? Yep. And then you call somebody. So she played along and he, she actually escaped whenever she was like, Hey, I need to go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom and then she was like, Hey, can I use a quarter? Cause back in the day, pay phones were a quarter uh, to go call my family. So he actually gives her a quarter and then asked her for a kiss. Goodbye. So he, she was like, Okay. All of our faces simultaneously just went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she, he gives her a quarter, and there's, like, witnesses around. She calls her family, and she's like, oh, my God, this motherfucker just, like, did all the shit to me. Come yeah. get me. So they arrest him, right? And he gets out on bond. You know, you think, like, hey, I'm on bond. I probably shouldn't do anything bad. Not him. No, no, no. He's like, so, I'm on bond. So wh- literally... Literally, one month later, mm-hmm, he meets a young woman at a bar, follows her home, and then, yeah. That was rapes her, for those of you that didn't hear. Sorry. For those in the back, it was rape. <laughs> yeah. For the first count of him, you know, like taking that chick from the side of the road, he gets 25 years in jail, but he only serves 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Right. Do you know why he only gets 10 years? Let me say, good, be- good behavior? No. Oh, okay. Because they wrote something wrong in the way that oh my he God, was charged. It was a technicality. Technicality. Some bullshit. And, you know, that's yes. why I always try to explain to people, and they're like, why does it take so long for them to go to court? Because maybe they're trying to get all their ducks in a row and have everything right. Because literally... This is the kind of example mm-hmm. why one thing is written wrong and they get off. And they throw it so out. So that's why it takes so long for people to go to trial. It's not people fucking around and not wanting to work. It's that they're trying to make sure that everything they do is perfect. So these motherfuckers can't get out like this and mm-hmm. then go on to do horrible 
thing that yes. should have been prevented. Yes. So he only served 10 years. So we go from 1986 to 1996 when all the shit goes down. Is that the year that that girl? Yes. Okay. So, yes, I'm going to get to that. So he only gets 10 years, and he actually gets released in October of uh, 1996, right? So he's still up in Oklahoma doing his thing. He actually moves back to his mom's house, and nobody up there is like, why were you in jail? They're like— They probably saw that shit coming. No, no, they didn't, actually. They were like, your mom and your dad and your stepdad are a pillar of the community. We love them. We know you were in jail, but we're not going to ask why you were in jail, which is going to bite somebody in the butt. They don't ask him why he was in jail, and they're just like, we— we love you. I'm sorry. I'm petting Becky, Becky on the back here. Like, she's but you somebody. Do, you do love her. I do. I love her a lot. <laughs> I so, love her. <laughs> yes, all the love. So they're like, we're going to help you get back on your feet. He moves back to his mom's house. And then a family friend, Kathy Dobray, actually uh, takes him to the city to, I guess, probably Oklahoma City to get his driver's license because he doesn't have one. Safest murder on the road. Right. Yeah, exactly. She takes him out there because she's like, I'm your mom's best friend or a, a good family friend. And, you know, you, I don't know why you were in jail, but it was probably some trumped up charge, blah, blah, blah. It's all cool. I'm going to take you up here. We're going to help you out because that's what, like, small towns do. I'm just going to put this out there for y'all right now, okay? If either one of your kids goes to prison for 10 years, um, don't ask them to take him to get a license, okay? <laughs> no. Go ahead and take me off the list. Okay. <laughs> like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. It's a hard it's no. Just, it's like people do this. Like, when we were talking about prisoners the other day and, and being in the hospital and them doing overkill to mm -hmm. take care of them because people want to believe that people aren't that bad. Exactly. They do. Because the more naive that you can be and the more that you can ignore it, the more that you can live in this peaceful world and believe that these things couldn't possibly happen to you because it's, you know, even my encounters with some of the inmates I've ha I've dealt with that are murderers in the face to face with them. It's hard to believe they did the things that they did because they can be so normal exactly. and you would rather believe that they're normal than you would believe that they did these horrendous things that could potentially happen to you or your family. Well, and you always think, and that's kind of how this lady thought of it doesn't affect my family. It's fine. Like, he did something bad, but it's not to me or mine. Cool. You know, whatever. And so that's how she thought. She was like, it didn't affect my family. It doesn't affect me. So I'm going to help my friend out. I'm going to try to be a good person. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be a good person, and I'm going to help this person out. I'm going to get them back on their feet. I'm going to aid and abet them. Far. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And well, that's yeah. what she did. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Hit it right on the nose there, Jennifer. <laughs> right there on the nose. Exactly. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is 1996 time frame. So in 1997, he moves to Houston. And the reason why he moves to Houston is because one of his ex-wives, not the first one, but like second or third one, lives here and some of his family members do. So he moves over by Hobby Airport. And I don't Yeesh. know if y'all are. That's too close for. That's too close to home. Yeah, too <laughs> close to home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he moves over by Hobby Airport, and that's hanging out there. And um, in April 3rd, so this is like two, three months after he moves back to Hobby Airport to the Houston area, uh, a girl named Laura Smithers goes missing. She was 12 years old. She lived in Friendswood. 
And in April, she went missing. So she went out jogging. She told her mom she was going to be a ballerina and she was going to she she had a huge bright future ahead of her. And um, in the neighborhood that she lived in, they were doing a lot of construction. Mm -hmm. And so she went out jogging and she went out and she never came back. And um, which is like everybody's worst fears. Oh, it is. And at that time, they didn't rush to do things. No. Like they do now, like now you're missing five minutes. Fucking Amber Alert, baby. Exactly. They didn't have that back then. No, nope, they didn't. And like, I was just thinking at 12 years old, the last thing I ever thought about doing was jogging. So like fucking kudos <laughs> to her, bro. I mean, she was starting out life strong. She did have a bright future. She, she did. did. Yeah. She really did. And she had parents that loved her. She was like, I mean, she was like super active and she had a bright future. And she just disappeared in nowhere. Nobody knew where she went. And she was gone. Which is sometimes worse than knowing that oh, they yeah. were killed because you just, yeah. oh, yeah. There's so many open ended questions. Yeah. Well, and then she was the one, I think it was like 12 days later, they found her nude in a retention pond, strangled. Oh. Like 18 days later. And that was the one that my friend and I were like, what if they found her over here? Because, like I said, this park, like, Back in the day, now it's, like, all built up. But, like, right. back then, there was, like, nothing out there. There was the park and nothing. And they found her. And it was, like, holy shit. You saw it back shit. then, girl. You saw it, like, oh. it feels like prime, prime murder dropping material. Oh, it did. Oh, it did. And, like, you know, whenever you're, like, 16 going on 17, you think you own the world. Oh, God. You think that, like, nothing can happen to you. That... The world is your oyster, and you're just gonna like you conquer got everything. At least another seventy years. Oh to yeah. Go. Oh yeah. And then this kind of shit happens, and you're like, "Holy crap! That was like literally, as I said, literally. take a drink, right up the road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right up the road. Don't, and don't it like, good time. like even <laughs> so, this has been like what 20, 22, 25 years ago, and it still brings like I got. Goosebumps. First off, fuck me up that 1996 was like I know that long ago. I know. Same. Seven. All the way up. Fucks me all the way up. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the way. I showed y'all that picture and that was 95. Okay, I'm earlier. older than both of you, so yeah, shut but the you fuck up. You look way better than you have beautiful skin. Thank you. It's gorgeous. It's called sunscreen. <laughs> it's called as she told me last night that she was using um, <laughs> Paw Patrol bathwash. Yeah, try it out, y'all. I use it on my face. It was shampoo, conditioner, and body wash in one. All in Keeps one. Keeps the skin young. Alicia, she's on the case. That's right. <laughs> it's not conditioner, just shampoo, body wash, and maybe it's her. Maybe it's conditioner. Paw it was three in one. And conditioner. <laughs> it's not conditioner. It's shampoo, body wash. Oh, yeah, and conditioner. But you can't use the conditioner. How, so. how, I've always wondered that. I know this is a terrible sidebar. But how does shampoo slash conditioner work? Ask like, a how man. How is it going to condition Ask a anything? man. Ask a man. Spoiler alert. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. As my daughters tell me, you can only use it on the top half of your hair and your body, but you got to use conditioner on the bottom. Oh. Yeah. FYI. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to use, yeah, so yesterday I had to use that. Shout out to my three nieces. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bro. This was self-care corner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was April 3rd, 1997. So I was a senior in high school. And like I said, all this crap was going down. And I was like literally, drink, uh, say it, 
you going to say? What year did you graduate? 97. Okay. But I'm still young. I look good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take that, bitches. Take that, bitches. <laughs> I only have two gray hairs. Mm. Becky. <laughs> Do you Becky. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. My sister-in-law is not happy with me right now. I pointed out her two gray hairs, and my husband had the audacity to tell me that was rude. No, it's your son. Oh, it's John John. My son. Yes. Sorry. Audacity. Should I say his name? Audacity. And then I told him. But I'm 50% gray. You yeah. wouldn't know it because I color this shit. She looks really good. <laughs> I told him, you know, it's fair. It's fair. I get it. Yeah. I couldn't wait to point out her two gray hairs. I'm like, oh, bitch, you got two gray hairs. So I'm Mexican. So I got, like, so when my grandma, like, passed away, she still had the black hair. Did she really? Yeah, she did. Also, another sidebar, when we went out to the <laughs> cemetery for Dean Quarrel, that cemetery has a lot of Alicia's family. It does. <laughs> Whenever they were like, hey, we're here. And I'm like, oh, did you see my my aunt there and my uncle and my grandma and my grandpa? And they she were like. right by them. Yeah. She was like, we're right over here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. She go down a little bit further. Selfie with them. Yeah. I'm like, go down a little bit further. That's my family. <laughs> we live a long time with black hair. Thank you. Snap. <laughs> Two snaps and circle formation. That's right. <laughs> What's really disturbing, honestly, about all of this is that he still should have been in jail mm-hmm. whenever all of this went down, right? So the only Preacher. reason why he was out was because there was a problem with the way that the charges were written. So he got out. So Oklahoma actually could have kept him in jail longer, but they didn't. They decided that we're not going to leave him in jail. We're going to let him out. They could have vac- they could have done everything and said, no, you're a problem. We're going to keep you in here. But they were like, no, no, no. Well, let me sidebar there for you for correctional side of it. Once you decide to try to keep somebody in there after there's a, a, a possible technicality in there, then you're looking at paying them money. So well, that's why they typically release them. Pay that motherfucker money. Yeah. Pay him money. So we're going to let you out. Because we're going to have to pay you if we keep you in. It's just disturbing. And then the news is going to blow up with how we're mistreating everybody. So It's still bullshit. So so keep in mind, like I said. I agree. He, I agree. Just letting you know the, yeah. the side of it. He me. should have still been in jail. But he gets out. And the scroll vanishes. Next person. So in May 1997, there's a girl named Sandra Sopa. She was at a payphone on NASA and Webster. And she gets in her car, she's at a gas station, and she drives across the street, and there's a Waffle House. You know where this is, over by Buckwild, on NASA, and... Stop acting like I go to Buckwild. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me preface this by, I grew up in Pasadena, so I'm like... Pasadena? Pasadena! I'm... I know where all the shit is. And whenever I read about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I was there. Well, I, I know where NASA that is. in Webster, so now I'm like, where is this at? No, no, she doesn't. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> oh, girl. Sorry. So she's like, oh, my gosh, my tires are flat. And this dude pulls up in this white dually. And he's like, hey, girl, do you need some help? And she's like, well, well as a matter yeah, of fact, I do. I do. Exactly. <laughs> she's like. I, you know, I do need some help. So he's like, I'm going to take you to a payphone because, you know, it's like I said, it's like 1996. Like people won't have cell phones back then. 
So she gets in the car thinking that he's going to take her to a phone. She gets in the car and he starts driving up I-45. And she's like, oh, fuck. This this ain't this isn't right. So she's pregnant with her third child at this time. This is a badass bitch. She literally jumps out of the car on the freeway. Hashtag bad bitch. Hashtag bad bitch. Hashtag take a drink. And jumps (laughs) out of the car to save her because she knew that some shit was getting ready to go down. Like, and she jumps out of the car on the freeway going like 75 miles an hour. And so he's like going and then he stops and then he was like trying to back up to like come get her back. And some like random stranger is like, I got you, girl. And like gets her in the car and she's like, this motherfucker was trying to like grope or he was groping me and telling me to undress and something's wrong. Yeah. She's like, you know, get me the hell away from here. Five months later, before they finally arrest William Lewis Reese. And then whenever they arrest him, the news run uh, his mugshot. In October, two girls come forward. But what happened to them in July was they were at a diner, and they were 16 and 17, and he offers them a ride home. They're like, okay, cool, you know, back in the day, everybody's safe. So they go back with him, and then he sexually assaults them at their house, at his house, I'm sorry. And then one of the girls has the snap to realize, oh, shit, this dude's the same right. She's like, hey— I'm going to go along with what you're saying. Yeah, I love you. This is great. Don't worry about it. You know, my I'm not mad. My friend's not mad. My parents, though, might be mad because we've been out, like, later like, than we not should. Not because of you. Not because of you. Because of my curfew. Okay? Yeah, because of my curfew. You, get real. So, They'd be so you know, happy yeah, you. So my parents, <laughs> so my parents might look for me, and if they look for me, shit might go down. So he's like, she's like, if you could just drive us to the mall or if you could just drive us home, we'll be good. But you can take us to the mall tomorrow. And he's like, okay, I'll take you home. So he takes them home. But they didn't report it. I mean, I mean, imagine being that like that young. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of victims, especially. Uh, Yeah. At that age, that yeah, you, you it's think a, it's your they fault. They feel like it's their fault, right? Like they, they did something wrong. Exactly, exactly. And so they thought it was their fault until they saw this news report from the victim, the other victim, that was like, "This happened, and here's this dude." And they were like, "Holy shit, that was us. We saw him, and this is what he did to us." So it totally wasn't their fault. But, you know, whenever you're that age, you think that everything's your fault. So, July 1997. So, this is like a couple, like three weeks later. This poor girl, Kellyanne Cox, she's 20 years old. She dropped her daughter off at a babysitter. And then she drove to a Denton County uh, jail uh, trip for her, with her criminology class. Oh, she's okay. been married like three months, newlywed, got a little bitty baby. You know, got a again bright future ahead of her, and then that. So the instructor told her, "Don't bring anything with you." Her and her 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 husband were like, 
well, you can't bring anything with you, but let's take one of those Heidi keys, like the little magnetic things. And so they made a copy of her key and she tested it out and it worked in her key or, you know, in yeah. her, her door or whatever. And so whenever she got to the jail, she hit the key and she put it in her little wheel well. Do you not know what that is, Becky? I do. I'm just confused why when you go to the jail, you had to make a hidey key. That's <laughs> what it said. I don't know. Just, she just, I guess she didn't want to bring her keys in. But I don't know what kind of shady shit's going on in Denton County Jail, but. It's up north near Dallas. I know where Denton is. Yeah. It's near Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to pass the when I came from Lawton, Oklahoma. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what we're doing here. Yeah, we're, we're hating I, on Dallas. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, well, actually, I take that back. It's her boyfriend, not her fiance. It was her boy boyfriend. He made a copy of the key, hide it. It was working. So she comes out of from her tour of the jail, and she because I go to work every day and I bring my legit key. Yeah, Sorry. I would totally bring my keys and my phone. But back I'll in the day, it. this is like ninety seven. Yeah, exactly. My toothbrush shanked. I keep my ass. So anyway, <laughs> so anyways, she brings it out. Uh, her she gets her key out and doesn't work. So she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go across the street and I'm gonna use my I'm gonna call, you know use my pay use the payphone to call my boyfriend." And she never makes it. Nobody knows what happens to her. Um, so this motherfucker was hanging outside of jail. Yes, he was. He had balls. He does. That's what they said. So everything I read, they were like, he, she, he kidnapped her outside of a jail. That's some bravado. That's some balls, But man. you know what? When I leave work, um, you know, when they release inmates, some of them just be chilling out front waiting for mm-hmm. their homies to pick them up. And, you know, most of them I'm, I'm not afraid of, but every now and then it would be dark out. I'm walking by myself. I'm the only one that's leaving work at that time. And I immediately pick up my phone and I call JJ. And I'm like, hey, I just need you on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. If it, like, the call drops or something, call somebody. You know, I don't have to say that to Alicia or Jennifer. They already know. But yeah. I feel like JJ would be like, oh, she must have lost signal. If I get a call. If I get a call from Becky and it's just, like, muffled, weird, like, noises. And I'm like, call 911. I know where she's at. Somebody's kidnapping her. See? Exactly. Yeah. Do you know iPhones have that, like, SOS thing? We don't have iPhones. Well, we're not here's fancy. The thing, my, me and my sister have iPhones. Not and it's fancy. <laughs> yeah, we're not Sorry. as fancy. We have and Android. She sent me an SOS, and I guess I'm one of her emergency contacts. Oh. Now, I'm in Texas. She's in Florida. And I got it, and I'm, like, calling everybody. Like, oh, my God. I didn't call her husband because I didn't think he'd pick up. He was like the last person I was about to call, and they're like, "Oh no, she just did it on accident." But it's a good thing you tried to call. It's like, bitch, I was ready to go. Oh yeah, girl, this is not a game. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> this is not. <laughs> I- I'm gonna tell you after all. So I lived here when all the shit was going down, and I'm gonna tell you the shit was serious. I was like, "Oh my god, this could be me." Yeah, like legit, because yeah. he he preyed on women. That were vulnerable, had quote unquote car problems that he caused, and were living in the area that I lived in and frequented because I worked over by Alameda Mall, which I don't know if y'all know. Oh, I know. Y'all know where that Do you know? Okay. So, sorry. Uh, Anyway, she calls her boyfriend and she's like, hey, come pick me up. He's 35 minutes away. He drives over there. She's not there. Her car's there, but she's not there. Um, so whenever he gets there, of course, he's a considered a suspect because they always are. 
And then, but he actually passed four polygraphs. See, now that pisses me off. Why you got to give him four polygraphs? You're trying to, trying to find one that he fails. Yeah, you're just trying to find a, a, to close this case. You're not caring about catching the right person. Exactly. He shouldn't even have to participate in four. One, we're done. Yeah, maybe but two. Let me catch, let me tell maybe you two. Maybe two. JJ gets killed. Y'all ain't gonna even get me to get one. I'm gonna ask for a lawyer right away. Yeah, because I know how y'all play this game. Y'all have heard that that lawyer that says, whenever they ask you a question, you shut the fuck up. Exactly. And they, they ask you another question, question you shut, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. But don't listen to Alicia. She'll sing like a canary. Don't oh, ever I will. let her be part of your crime. <laughs> yeah, don't don't because I will tell them. If everything. you think I would do that in prison. <laughs> I will tell everything. I'm the worst. <laughs> so, anyways, so the case obviously goes cold. The cops actually found a receipt that William Reese was there because he was a, a convicted sex offender and he had just been released from prison. And uh, there's a gas station credit card that puts him at the gas station, but there's no evidence that puts him in the truck or puts her in the truck. So they let him go, of course. The same month, there's a girl named Tiffany Johnson. I don't know if you heard a, or if you remember earlier, whenever I talked about the really nice woman that was friends with his mom that took him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her daughter. Oh. She disappears. Oh, no. Her car is found at a car wash. The floor mats are out of her car, but the keys are in the ignition, but she's nowhere to be seen. The officer called her mother, who's because she just got married three months earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, the mother gives her the pager number of the husband. My people come people. Because it's back in the day, the husband is gets the the text and is like, "No, I haven't heard from her either." This is really weird, right? Her body was actually found in a patch of overgrown, overgrown grass in a county in Oklahoma. And it was actually a trucker and his wife looking for another missing woman. Oh, that's and while sad. they were looking for her, they found uh, Tiffany Johnson. She had been stripped of everything except her bathing suit top raped and strangled apparently he had forced her into a horse trailer and what was really bad was like i said william reese knew the victim's mother she had driven him to town to do her her his mother a favor like that's the worst right okay so that's like a whole new level of like asshole yeah it is it's horrible so then in August 19, 1997, Jessica Kane was a high school senior, and she had just celebrated a performance at school um, with, like, a school musical kind of thing with her castmates, and she was at a Bennigan's near Baybrook Mall. Eesh. Yeah. That's really too close to home. That oh, is, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, right up the road. That's, our, that's where we like to stomp around, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Shout oh. out to Barlow. Woo-hoo. <laughs> 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 so she's coming home. Uh, down 45 and they find her truck near Lamarck and when they find her truck they find that her truck is locked with her purse inside right again I graduated in May 1997 uh, Laura Smithers happened disappeared in April 
and then just King disappeared like right around the same time and like all this weird shit's going on. I'm like following on the news. Of course, uh, William Reese is like implicated in every single one of these, but he denies it. And he's like, he told the Houston Chronicle that he was not the kind of person to kill. He just wanted to move to the mountains far away from people. He said, I'm not a rapist. I'm just an old country boy. So while serving 60-year sentence for the kidnapping of Sandra, the one we talked about earlier that jumped out of the car. Badass, yeah. Hashtag, right? They linked his DNA to Tiffany Johnson. He made a deal that if they do not seek the death penalty, he uh, he could serve his time in Oklahoma, and he would tell them where Jessica Kane and Kelly Cox were buried. So they found Jessica mm-hmm. Kane near Hobby Airport. And then they found uh, Kelly Cox near Rocheron. I don't know yeah. if y'all know where mm-hmm. that is. Okay. So he found there by Rocheron. So then while all this was happening, another woman came forward and testified that in May of 1997 in Oklahoma, because he was like going back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas, he raped her while her babysitter and daughter were sleeping a few doors down. She convinced him to let her use the bathroom when she turned the light, she saw his face and then escaped out a window to get help. So after he was arrested, he confessed to killing Jessica and Kelly. In 2016, he confessed to killing Laura. So this is where it gets really kind of shitty. So he's like, oh, I accidentally hit uh, Laura with my car, with my truck, while, I, while she was jogging. And then whenever he got out, her neck was already broken. Mm -hmm. But then during a different interview with Texas Rangers, he said that she was already in the ditch screaming for help when he saw her. And when he went to help her, he turned her head and accidentally broke her neck. Cool story, bro. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Then he put her in his truck, drove her to the retention pond, undressed her, threw her in the water, and then tossed her clothes somewhere else. Because that's what you do whenever you find somebody that's yeah, hurt. that's what I would do. Yeah, uh, yeah. First exactly. thing I want to do is strip like, them fucking naked. Exactly. With yeah. one shoe. One shoe. Totally legit. With Kelly Cox, he said that the two bumped into each other at the car wash and that she spilled a Coke on him. Then they exchanged words. She shoved he shoved her against the truck, and hearing her neck snap, accidentally killed her. Then he said he actually strangled her in a parking lot. And then when he realized she was unconscious, he drove her to Sharon with her body and then drank whiskey and then tried to figure out what to do. Then he decided to use a bulldozer to bury her. Nobody knows how he found this mysterious bulldozer without anybody noticing. And then with Jessica Kane, he claimed he was drinking at Bennigan's, where she was celebrating her cast party. And he got into an argument with her over a door ding, and it led to road rage. They pulled over, and he strangled her between the cars. Then he buried her in a field. So first of all, there's not a single road in Texas you can go down. There's not 50 million other fucking cars going down at, exactly. at the same time. So you didn't pull over and strangle nobody between no cars and not get seen. So I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Period. With, and, then, and then with <laughs> Tiffany Johnson, 
He claimed that an oil filter, she was the one at the car wash, an oil filter came loose and sprayed his Porsche trailer and truck with grease. While cleaning his truck, she, Tiffany Johnson, accused him of spraying her with water. They got into a confrontation and then started physically fighting. Really? Wait a minute. Is her name Tiffany Johnson or Becky Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, so every one of these women somehow got into a confrontation with you and then you had to, like, settle it? No, bro. You done fucked up. What I've learned from podcasts, podcasting, and podcast listening is that most of these killers try to find excuses for their actions to justify what they've done. Yeah, Bob Gibson, he said that about every one of the prostitutes or sex workers that he had. Oh, well, she did this, so I had to. Exactly. That's always, I had to. I had no choice. That's how this guy is. He's like, I didn't want to, but then this happened and I had to. No, you didn't. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So he said that. Um, she she accused him of spraying him with water, and they got into a confrontation, and they physically started fighting. Then he threw her into the trailer, snapped off her jean overalls, and raped her, but only for two minutes because it was too hot. I know when I usually get into a fight, it usually like when me and JJ are fighting, I'll be like, you know, blah blah blah, and then I like pull his pants down and rape him and. Yeah, just how it always ends. I mean, it's always how it leaves. It is July. It's really fucking hot. Although I don't know if it's rape when he's like totally consenting (laughs) (laughs) and begging. Don't mind if I do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But this guy is totally bullshit. Like you're trying to justify killing her by this fight that turns into rape. Like, yeah, bro, he's totally just fall. Without your pants on into her. You know exactly. What I'm <laughs> and he had like, up, up until this point, he was like, I didn't rape her. But then he was like, oh, maybe I did. I, yeah, he's full of shit. So he said it was because it was too hot. And then whenever he went to walk away, she struck him with a horseshoe in the head. Fuck like yeah. A, yeah, like you should, right? And then he strangled her. And then the defense is like, well, he's got a lower than IQ, uh, lower than average IQ. He suffers from PTSD, and he used to hallucinate. And the prosecutors were like, well, you, Mr. Doctor, were paid all this, like, thousands of dollars to testify that he's, you know, whatever. And then uh, they play a tape of him actually telling the Texas Rangers that he could not receive the the death penalty because he has a low IQ and is special ed at school. So then his stepsister comes up and testifies that, yeah, his mother was verbally and physically abusive, but she treated him better than her stepchildren. And then his aunt testifies that he was taken care of different people by, you know, different people and he was moved all around. But again, there's no reason why he did what he did. What it sounds like, what from everything that I've read, is the only reason why he's even admitting to these things is because he doesn't want to get tried in the texas system and have the death penalty on the table so he's like i'll tell you where these bodies are if you don't yeah if you let me go to oklahoma and not have the death penalty on the table so So did he get convicted uh yes yes how much time he got he's for 60 years good did he die yet not yet he has a heart condition so this lady that 
Yeah, I know. I know. So this lady that taught actually the Catherine Casey that actually got to talk to him is like, I hope that he's really doing this for like good things, but it's probably because he wants something because he's manipulative and kind of an asshole. And I hope that he dies in prison and rots in hell where he belongs. Mm -hmm. That was well done. Very good, Alicia. Very good. Sorry, I talk a lot. No, you did fantastic. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody enjoyed having Alicia on this episode as much as we did. Yay. She did awesome. She's going to be too scared to listen to herself. Yes, so I will not listen. Give her some so. likes and let her know she's loved. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have more uh, guests on the show uh, giving their own too close to home stories because I feel like we still got a story. Oh, do you think we can ever talk Jimmy or JJ into doing one? I want to hear what JJ's is. Me I do too. have one more, but good. We're gonna have Alicia back because she did maybe fan freaking tastic. Thank you. I was really nervous and I read a lot. So we're gonna much. let Alicia in this episode out. Woo. So Alicia, let our people know to stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. No, no, no. Oh, stay safe. Stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. And don't keep it too close to home. There you go. listening to us you can find us on facebook at too close pod or under the instagram handle too close podcast also if you have any stories of your own too close to home experiences shoot us an email at too close to home at yahoo.com thanks for listening